What is up? Welcome to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. This is episode number 21. And this weekend, I had the uh, privilege of going to the Miracles and the Glory meeting with Jesse Champ at the Gathering Revival Center in Winfield, Kansas. So I had the privilege of uh, sitting down a couple different times and recording a couple episodes. This one, this first one, I sit down with a good friend, Beth Packard. We had Aaron, her husband, on a few episodes ago. I think it was episode number 13, if I'm not mistaken. Beth and her husband, Aaron Packard, pastor the Gathering Revival Center in Winfield. And they've been doing so for a few years now. And it was a good honor to sit down with her. And she's an amazing woman of God. She's like a sister to me. Uh, she doesn't put up with my sarcasm. Probably the uh, few people that are able to kind of correct me with their eyeballs. My wife would be included in that. <laughs> and it was fun. It was a good fun time. Uh, we also sat down with a couple 19-year-old kids, Colton May and uh, Grayson Webb. And they'll be on next week. But this time it's going to be Beth Packer. And it's going to be fun. You guys are going to enjoy this. I want to first remind you guys to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode. So go on to iTunes and do us a favor. I want you to rate this podcast with five stars if you like it. And I want you to leave us a review. What the ratings do, it provides, iTunes is really good at searching out people's interests, people's likes, and they give out recommendations for podcasts to listen to. And the ones that have the most ratings are always moved up the list. So we would love for our podcast to be one of the recommended podcasts. If somebody's listening to a, a spiritual podcast or a, a Christian living podcast, uh, the Kingdom Bringer podcast could be a recommended podcast if it has enough ratings and reviews. So we would like it if you guys would help us out with that. Uh, go on there. It's super quick and simple. And do that. Also share it with your friends. Recommend them to do the same thing. We also want to remind you that last week we opened up an opportunity for you guys to give and support this podcast and what we're doing financially. So we're going through push pay. Jason Getz at Will Roads Church has opened up a line for that. And it's really simple. And I want you to write this down. It's simple. You can test this out and see if it's something you want to do. Just test it out. You're not obligated to give. Just text the word Will Roads, W I L. R-O-A-D-S to 77977. You, you'll get a text back with a link. You click on that link and it's, it's, a, it's a link to push pay. There's going to be a pull down tab where it asks you how you want to give. You click that and on that list is going to be the Kingdom Ringer podcast. You click that and you can give however you want. You can give monthly, $10 a month, $25 a month, or you can give a one-time gift and it's very easy, I promise. I've done this. Um, I've used this at a couple different churches, and it's a very easy program. So pray about it. See if it's something the Lord wants you to do to, to, to help this podcast move forward. There are some expenses to this. We need some new equipment. I'd love to upgrade computers and get a new computer, um, new microphones every once in a while, and also just the time and labor that it's taken. I, you know, I put in four or five hours a week to... Um, publish and, and edit this podcast. I love doing it, but hey, if you'd love to support and, and give, man, we would love to receive that. So just another option for you guys to do that. Also check us out on the various social media platforms that this podcast is on. Obviously we're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. Podbean's actually our podcast host. So we upload all the podcasts to all the episodes to Podbean and then they go out from there. But you can check us out on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify. We have a YouTube page, the Kingdom Ringer Podcast. And check us out on Facebook, at KB Podcast on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Go like the page yourself and then share it with your friends. We upload the, the latest episode on that platform. And we're hoping to maybe do some Facebook Lives from that page as well. Yeah, just another way for us to be able to reach out to you guys. And like always, if there is questions or comments that you'd like to give us, you can email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. 
We had a Q&A episode last week that was super fun, and we would love to be able to answer, you know, one or two questions every episode. If you guys have them, bring them. Again, that's thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Shoot them our way. We would love that. So without further ado, I want to give this episode to you right now. It's my sit-down interview with the Gathering Revival Center's Beth Packard. Enjoy. Say what? What are you gonna say? So, <laughs> I wish this was on video because this is hilarious. <laughs> so we're out in your RV. This is the uh, what do you guys call this? What is this? Um, is this like the GRC RV? Ooh, that's good. The Gathering Revival Center like travel it. wagon. What is it? I don't know. We've called it in the past RB the RV, but. I like the GRC. Yeah, like RB, because Lydia can't say B. So Colton, so Colton's interrupting our podcast right now that we're recording. That's cool. And um, lock the yeah, door. Yeah, I I guess he thinks that this is his his facility. So he could stand there and just apologize, or he could leave. That'd be great. <laughs> RB, I don't get it. Say it again. Well, Lydia calls it that okay. because she can't say V. Uh, okay, so it's RB so, the RV. But what'd you call okay. it? I called it the GRC RV. Isn't GRC fun? It is fun. I I'm like, like it. Aaron. I love. I like this. it a lot. So you're the second female that I've had on this thing. Nice. So I'm tired of my wife calling me sexist. <laughs> she's she's in here with us. So how how does it feel to be the second female voice on this? I feel I feel awesome. It's very empowering. It is empowering. I've, I'm I'm yeah. giving you power. I love it. Yeah, I love so it. So I had your husband on. He was on episode thirteen or fourteen, I think. And it was you guys came and visited our house, and when you left, we decided we were going to New York. Yes. So talk about empowering. You somehow have the ability to make my wife want to travel. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So I want to talk a little bit about you. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, about what you do. You're a woman. I am. You're a woman. And I don't know much about that. (laughs) This woman thing. So you're going to have to teach us. I've got three girls and a wife. And somehow I'm sexist. Just kidding. Oh, Darren. Just kidding. So talk... Introduce yourself to the audience that may or may not know who you are. All right. I'm Beth Packard. um, My husband and I lead the Gathering Revival Center in Winfield, Kansas. We've been here for about three years. And um, before that, I was a stay-at-home mom and worked uh, on a farm. We raised dairy goats and did all the homemaker Susie Homemaker stuff and lived that life for about 10 years. And we were feeling just... Where where was that at? Out in Western Kansas. Okay. As in Gove? Yes. Yes. Okay. All 80 people. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So we are here now and the Lord just kind of gave us the opportunity to open a... Well, it was just a Bible study at first, yeah. um, ministering to people that we met here when we moved, and we didn't want anything to do with a church or pastoring. Yes, definitely not that. That was one of my I will not God things, yeah. and every time I say that to the Lord, I get to experience that. So I don't tell him that anymore. So be careful. Yes. 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 So when Aaron was on here, we didn't really talk a whole lot about the like. When Jamie and I met you guys, it was right on the cusp of you guys deciding to move to Winfield. Yeah. And Aaron didn't really talk much about this. I think he was in glory land like he usually is. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I want I want to hear from your point of view, like how that all went down. Like you guys were living in Gove, Kansas. Um, you've you kind of felt this call to go to Canada, mm-hmm. to Nova Scotia. Is that right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, you take this detour. And I want to hear your point of view of what happened. Is, tell us the story about what happened with the, the 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 house swapping and all of that. Well, my okay, so my folks lived. Um, here in Winfield. I actually grew up here in Winfield and my dad pastored the church here. It was called Sure Foundation Fellowship. He pastored for, I want to say 17 years, something like that. Um, so I grew up here. Um, we moved out there and when we moved out there, they wanted to be near, you know, we took grandkids, well, had grandkids out there and they just wanted to be near them. And they really liked the, the, the country, the farm, yeah. that that kind of thing. And so they moved out. We built them a house and they lived on our property with us. We had about five acres. And so they lived on the property with us for several years. And um, we just felt the Lord calling us to something different. We had been out there for eight years at the time when the Lord was just moving and stirring in our heart for something more like just he was now looking back, I see he was just kind of showing us that there was more to life than, than what, like he had called us to something more than what we were doing there. And so we kind of talk about that as our desert time. You know, we were, we were learning who we were. We were learning to uh, follow him. We were learning to hear his voice. We were learning just so much about ourselves and we kept going round and round the mountain and he was saying, I want you to crush that mountain. Like, it's time to crush that mountain and move on into your destinies. And so um, we got this word. Well, Aaron got this word about Nova Scotia, and we had no idea even where that was. But we just knew he had been changing our heart. And so we're like, OK, let's do this. And I'm, pa- you know, I'm like getting rid of things and we're downsizing. And we we didn't talk to anybody about it. We just knew the Lord was changing our heart. And so. That went on for almost two years. That's a long time to like sit on a promise, you know, like or sit on a word. And we're like, did we hear you right? Like, what's going on? Like, when's this going to come to pass? And so when it did, when something moved, when something finally broke, it was fast. It always is. Um, We were just... I don't even remember really what was going on. I think the Lord just spoke to Aaron. I may get this wrong. Sometimes he remembers the details better than me. Well, he had an opportunity to tell me and he didn't. Yeah. So you get to. Okay. So my story is the right one. That's right. (laughs) Because it's in publication now. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So overnight he talked to my dad. He just felt like the Lord wanted us to swap this property here, which was my parents owned this church building. Just um, just an abandoned church in yes, Winfield, Kansas. Yes. Yeah. Um, for our property out there. And so we were like, okay, what's that look like? We thought we were going to come here and fix the church up and put it on the market and sell it. And then we would use that money to move on and to um, purchase whatever and be in Canada. That was kind of our idea. Um, oftentimes our ideas are really skewed. You know, we just, we really don't know. And so we did that. We talked, um, my dad prayed about it overnight. The next morning he said, yes, I feel the Lord, you know, like I feel good about this. Let's do it. And so we signed paperwork and we had moved within, I can't remember if it was seven days or if it was 10 days. It was fast. Yeah, it was really fast. And so we had been preparing for that. Our hearts were prepared beforehand. And so we were ready, like at the drop of a dime, like whatever, whenever you say go, we'll go. And so we packed up. My kids had only ever known Western Kansas. They had all been born out there. And so that was a challenge, but they were excited for the adventure. And so we just packed up and we moved to Winfield and... That summer reality hit that the Lord wanted us to do more than just fix up the building. And so we started meeting together and um, met really cool people here. We did some street ministry and met people on the street. And our Bible study grew so quickly that we expounded into the upstairs and did some baptisms and different things. And the Lord's just taught us over the last three years. He's just, he has been our teacher. He's been the one who is, um, the Holy Spirit has just He's been our mentor. We've gleaned from a lot of people, but every time we've wanted to jump in and have a mentor with someone, he said, am I enough? Like, shouldn't I be enough? I want to teach you. And so 
that's been our key is just getting alone in the secret place with him and him just teaching us his truth and teaching us who we are so that we can stand in this in this place and do this and I just it's been it's been crazy crazy awesome that is awesome I want to talk a little bit about like you and Aaron like couples in ministry mm-hmm. um I feel like you guys are different people like you guys are two different yes. um, personalities for sure right yes how would you describe the differences there how would you describe Aaron <laughs> Packard and Beth Packard the differences um like just personality traits yeah we actually have a lot of similar ones yes. in that we both you wanted me to talk about differences though yeah okay so he's very um he wants he needs a lot of alone time he yeah. loves to be alone with the Lord and um you know that yeah. you always tease him about being up in the glory clouds yeah. and um he he needs that to sustain himself and i think that's wonderful um i i need it also but i don't need as much i am very um i'm a go getter and i like to get things done and i like to check things off of my list and i sometimes stay way too busy but um i think that's the biggest difference is that i love to do stuff. I get, I am like fired up and passionate about accomplishing things and helping, you know, like natural stuff come together and like look good. And he is yeah. all about the things in the spiritual realm and, and fighting stuff there. And so we actually make a perfect pair, yeah. but we drive each other completely crazy too at the same time. Well, Aaron's Aaron cracks me up. Cause I remember when I first met him, he's the kind of guy that like, Hey, we're going to go to McDonald's. Do you want to go with us? Let me pray about it first. Yes. And he would have to pray about whether or not to go to McDonald's <laughs> with you. But then he'll swap his property for a place in Winfield. Right. You know, like these big decisions, it seems like. And maybe he hasn't always been that way, but I've really valued seeing him say yes to the big things, you know? Yes. And I think he's learned. That was me. I bumped the table. That's rule number one, Beth. <laughs> Dang it. It's been fun to watch him. I think um, he's learning to say yes to the smaller things now. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but it is. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, prayer is not important for decisions, but I think God's bringing him to a place where he has permission. Like he has green lights now Yeah. for things. Um, but no, the, re- the reason I asked about personalities is I think uh, in our marriages, I think you and I are very similar. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always say that you're my sister from another mystic because yeah. it's true. And um, I walk the gifting that I have is sarcasm. So I walk, I walk in this heavy anointing of sarcasm and you are probably one of the only people in my circle that doesn't put up with it at all. And you'll put me in my place. It's so And I think it's, I think it's awesome. Like you really are like a sister to me. So in regards to you and Aaron, like what, what have you found to be like strengths in how you guys are doing this together? Like I talked about the differences. Mm-hmm. How would you say that those, God's been able to use those two differences? Um, Cause I see growth in you guys big time. Like Jamie and I talk about it often. Like we've just seen you guys be in, a, be in alignment and yeah. in agreement, mm-hmm. a really supernatural agreement. That's really beautiful. Um, for you, what do you think has been some of the strengths in that in that regard for you guys? Being able to do something that you didn't think you were going to do. You didn't know you were going to be running a church. Right. You know, and just to kind of set the the picture for you guys that are listening, like this is just an old school brick church with big old red stairs going up to another level in the church. And they're, they live on the lower level and the church is right above them. And so they literally live in the church. Um how have you guys been able to make this work, this revival center that God's given you guys? I think a lot of aspects of it are amazing because we live in it. Like we are part of the church. It's like, a home. Yeah. Yes. And so we've made it a home. People will say that they'll come in and they'll say, wow, this is like a home. It feels like a home. And we're like, well, that's because we live here. Like, yeah, that's good. Uh, but everything that we pour in when we're spending that time in the secret place, um, that's part of what this building is and, and the atmosphere there, it stays, it lingers. Um, I had a lady just last night say, 
the first time I came here, the atmosphere was so thick with the presence of God. And I thought that it was just for that weekend. Mm. I thought that it was something that was just set. But now I'm back um, four months later and I walked in and the same thing was there. It was just so thick. And she said, I realized the Lord showed me that it doesn't go away. Like he stays here. And she says, how do you do that? And I said, well, it's not it's not just an overnight easy thing. Like it's a process. Like we, we sacrifice a lot of things to continually make this a place where the Holy Spirit wants to rest. Like it is a resting place for him and a dwelling place for him. And I, I give my husband a lot of credit for that because he does spend so much time fasting and just in the secret place with the Lord. And he brings, he, he, he has learned how to usher in the Lord's presence in such a way that it makes it a place where we can see revival in people. And I love that. Um, and so I honor him in that. I think a big part of, of our marriage is us being able to honor one another and, the different gifts uh, we talked about at lunch, we were sharing about just how important it is to honor each other's different gifts. Like you and I have a lot of the same gifts. And so we tease each other about it. Um, but we have to appreciate and love what's different about one another, too. And so for for years, the first couple of years, I would get um, almost like a spiritual jealousy of the things, the time that my husband got to spend with the Lord while I was, you know, homeschooling the kids and I'm, I'm taking care of all the administrative stuff in the house and we're, you know, doing all the church stuff, everything administrative with the church and running uh, Facebook pages and, and groups. And I also run a business, like half of our income comes from the business I run. And so I'm doing that on top of it. And I just would get really overwhelmed with like, I don't have any time to spend with the Lord and I would get jealous and I'd get angry. And, and I think that's really important, um, as pastors wives, you know, I think, I think, the, the one person sometimes gets all the praise, but what people have to realize is that there's, it's a union. It is a union between the two. And so sometimes in a marriage, one's more outspoken and loud and, you know, yeah. Darren, like you. Yeah, for you. sure. Absolutely. And so, and so, um, it's easy for, um, people, the other one to be like, am I invisible? Am I, you know, and I've always, I've always been really outgoing and I love to just I'm passionate. Like when I get people excited, I can empower people to do what they're called to do. I get so passionate. And so I love being, that's where Aaron and I are really similar. We both love to um, just empower people. And so it's hard for me to be back and to like see that. And so when I was being jealous or like wishing that I had what, um, how am I trying to say this? Like wishing that I could spend that time with the Lord. Um, it wasn't working out so great for me. Right. It was, it was only hurting me. And I found that if I would just honor him in that, and if I would spend, um, the time that I do have, I get up early, I get up before everybody else, which some days is really early because our little one gets up before the sun and I will just get up and I'll spend 30 minutes if that's all I can have and I will just make it count and I'll just say Lord just make this count like give me everything you got as fast as you can like I don't have a lot of time but I'll find ways to um, spend time with him while I'm you know doing laundry or doing cleaning the toilet like he's there he's everywhere we are it doesn't matter what our job is like he is there if we'll just let him invade those places and we'll stop complaining Mm. and we'll stop whining and we'll just open up and say come meet me right where I'm at who will meet us wherever we're at and so once I got over myself and I quit being jealous of that time that he would get to spend it actually opened up more time for me to spend with the Lord and so now he is offering can I help you with this can I help you with that you know and so I'm getting to spend more time alone with him and I get to go on girls weekends away and and go to conferences and things where I get filled up so much and that can sustain me for months and so I love that like it's just been it's been really neat the unity I think that's cool like you're talking about the jealousy aspect like that jealousy came Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we kind of have two different directions we can go with that. We can almost hope and pray that the other person that we're jealous against is experiencing less so that yeah. we feel better or we can decide to change things in our own heart, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and go for that. And that's, 
That's cool. Because, yeah, we, we we come to your place, we come to your house, we come to your church, and we do see you guys homeschool. You're a mm-hmm. homeschool family. You got three kids. What have been some of the challenges, and maybe you've already hit on a couple of them, but in being, because you would consider yourself full-time ministry, right? Yes. You and your you and your husband both have left your your way of life to come run a church, and you've had to come up with ways to provide for the family. Yeah. What's been some of the challenges and the struggles with that, like in your in your marriage? Let's go there because this is a a podcast that people are going to be listening to that yeah. maybe have are even thinking about stepping into full time ministry or you know like me, I have a passion for that myself. Um, what have been some of the challenges for you and Aaron when it comes to this is a full time thing now? Um, sometimes, like it is a full time ministry we work at it full-time um it doesn't come with a full-time pay and so that's been our biggest issue is that we still have jobs we have to do outside of that full-time to pay the bills and so I think that um the Lord's really shown me I have a heart for the marketplace like I love Mm. the marketplace I went to college for that and then I realized you know I kind of retreated and went to do mom stuff and I spent so many years being Susie homemaker and and being alone with my kids but um he's brought that back up in me that desire for the marketplace and so I my business that I run I get to see and meet people from everywhere like all around the world but you know like I get to get out and like meet neat people. And so I use that platform as a ministry as well. And so I love it because to me, it's, it's fulfilling everything that I need. I am able to minister to people. I'm able to pray for people that are sick. I'm able to help them out of poverty. I'm able to help them in their, in their wellness. You know, like I can reach them in such a way that we would never in a revival center, in a church, people, I'm going to reach different people than would walk in the doors of the church. Yeah. And last night, I actually, this is fascinating. I didn't put it together until like after the service, a woman that was at service last night at our like big, huge gathering. She, she is actually someone I met at a vendor event for my business. Oh, wow. And she has followed me on Facebook and I'm like, what in the world? Like, I know this woman. I know, you know, like my different worlds were colliding and I'm like, hold on a second. I know you. And so because we had become friends on Facebook, she had seen about what we were doing here at the GRC. There you go. And I'm like, this is so amazing. And she's actually been coming for weeks and I recognized her, but I just put it together. Like the Lord just put it together that that's how she found out about us. And so I love that that's kind of my evangelistic um, going out and finding new people and bringing them in too. And so... It's just been, I love that part, but it's hard because I also have jobs at home. I have right. so many things at home that I have to get done too. And yeah. so that's a good transition. Cause I wanted to ask about like the boundaries that you guys have to put up, mm-hmm. um, having a, having a home that's actually the church Yes, and you guys are acting, you know, whether or not it's your, it's your calling or your gift to pastor. That's the, that's the position that God has you in right now. You guys are pastors that so you literally have people coming to your church steps. Yes. Addicts coming to your steps, people knocking on the door, angry, sad, hurt, whatever. Um, what are some of those natural boundaries that you maybe as the wife, as the mother have had to put up? Cause I know Aaron's heart yes. is all people all the time. Yeah. And he will drop whatever he's doing to, that's just the heart that he has for people. And so I know there has to be something that you've had to kind of reel him in every once in a while. Lay like, down the law. Yeah. I mean, you literally probably <laughs> yes. have to lock your doors at some point and say, we yes. are closed for business today. Yes. What does that look like? like how, what are some of those natural boundaries that you've had to, the, a, as the wife and the mother right. of the family? In the beginning, we didn't have any boundaries at all. And it overtook our entire lives. And it was really challenging. It was hard on our marriage. It was hard on our family life. And so it was one of those things where I was learning like what is acceptable and what's not, what is going to bring you glory, Lord, and what's not. And he just spoke to me and he said, first and foremost, like your, your time with me is important. You have to protect that, protect your time alone with me. 
than my family. You know, I've got a responsibility. My jobs include raising my children, you know, homeschooling them is my job. Like that is, I have to get that done. And then I've got a business as well. And so we have, we shut our phones off. The phones are shut off during school time, during business time, unless it's business calls, you know, um, I, the door's always locked because people would just walk in thinking it's a church. Um, if he's home and the doorbell rings during school, like he can go get it, but I do not. I don't yeah. sacrifice my kid's education to go and d- deal with that. But yeah. we let people know, you know, we're open on these time. You know, we have church service at this time. Come then and we can help you. And I'm fine with that. We've have homeless people come in and they, they need food, you know, on in the middle of our service and I'll get up, come downstairs and that's perk of living there and I can yeah. make them food and feed them right there. Wow. And so we're taking care of them as they're coming in. But every everywhere has to have boundaries or else people will just constantly destroy them. You know, they'll they'll wear you out, they'll exhaust you, they'll make you not even want to do that anymore. And so I don't want to ever get to that point. And I think we've set really good boundaries and we're in a really good place right now where I just have to tell people, I'm sorry, I'm not available at that time. Yeah. Learning, you, learning to say no. Yeah. If you need us, this is when you can contact us. And so, yeah, that's good. You're so mean. No, just kidding. no, I'm not <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think you and I share a passion for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know recently you've kind of had God's open that back up in your life, at least that passion. I don't know much about it. I just know that that's something you're passionate about. I want you to kind of share with us a little bit about what God's doing with that, that gift of writing and that passion for writing. Like what's, what, what's the Lord doing in that area for you? Um, last year, it's been just about a year ago. Um, I had been given several prophetic words about writing, and I think that a lot of people have been recently um, because I think that the Lord is drawing that. He's wanting people to create um, with their words and leave, I call it a legacy, like leave their legacy written for generations to come. And so last year I was given the opportunity. I had met a woman who was doing a writing conference and I had the opportunity to go to it and, um, it was, it was not a cheap thing. Uh, we had absolutely zero money, you know, in the budget for that. And then I had to spend several nights there at the conference and it was one of those, like our move. It was one of those moments where I just said, Lord, if this is what you want, if you're calling me to this, you have to take care of every bit of it. And at that time, I do not believe I'd ever ask people to sew into something, to, Um, give to something that I was wanting to do. And so he just said, ask, see if there are people who want to support you in this. And you and your wife were one of the very first ones who actually sewed into that. I prayed over who the Lord wanted me to ask, who he, who he wanted to bless by giving them that opportunity. And you guys were like overnight. I had a check in the mail from you guys yeah. and I was just so blessed. Your wife with her cards, she made them this beautiful, like you can, you know, like a writing. It was just amazing. And I'm yeah. like bawling in my car just because other, it is, there's something so powerful about knowing other people believe in you, even when you don't really believe in yourself. That's good. Yeah. So the Lord called me to something and I'm like, I don't know anything about writing. I don't have, like, I didn't have a desire to, but I I'm good at it. I just had never really thought about it before. And so I go to this writing conference and it opened up that a woman I had never met, she messaged me and said, um, I'd like you to stay. I have a hotel room for that weekend. I would like you to stay with me. Um, she was in a private group that I'm in with some other writing people. And I was like, okay, thank you. Because I didn't have the money to do that either at the time. Oh. And so I got my room paid for that weekend. And then I had enough to pay for the ticket. And so I went to this writing conference and I was so out of my, my element. I felt really insecure. I felt really out of place. Um, I just didn't know what the Lord was going to do with me while I was there. And he just rocked me to the core. Wow. It was it was a prophetic writing conference. So the woman, um, she just blasted a lot of mindsets that I had, some religious mindsets about what women can and can't do. And she's a powerful woman in the ministry. And 
and I went to a writing conference, but I was actually built up and encouraged and um, empowered by this woman to do what the Lord had called me to do on many platforms, oh, not just yeah. through writing. And so that weekend literally changed my life. I cried most of the weekend just getting rid of old junk and old mindsets that say women can't, yeah. women can't do that, women can't do this, and they can't do that. And and I came home thinking, wow, I could like conquer the world, you know? And so I didn't know at the time um, that the Lord had actually already given me the title to my book right before I had gone to the conference. He had given me this phrase that I just like sought out in the secret place. Like, what's this mean to you, Lord? What's this mean to me? And and it was so intense. It was a really intense process that I had gone through with him. And he was just speaking things out. And I was just journaling. I love to journal. And I'm really passionate about people journaling just to share their thoughts and what the Lord's saying to them. And so I was journaling all this stuff out. And, and months later, after I had started writing and I had chapters of my book written, um, he said, I was like, what, what would be a great title for this Lord? And, and I'm standing in the shower because that's the only time I ever have alone, it seems like. And, <laughs> and he said, I already gave you the title. And I went, what do you mean? And he's like, I already gave it to you. And so I go back through my journal and I'm looking, 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 and it's just like glowing, highlighted, you know, and I'm wow. like, okay, this is it. And so to see that he had given me the title before I had even said yes, before I had said yes, or even had known about this writing conference was just really awesome to me. Yeah. And, you know, the verse, that song, all God's promises are yes and amen. That was a song that was playing the night that he asked me to do this and step out in faith. And it had been a long time since I personally had stepped out alone in faith to do wow. something like it's always easier with somebody, but to do it alone. Like when, you, when was, you're following your husband's lead. Yes. Or yeah. But for me just to know I heard the Lord perfectly and that it was his thing, that song came on my YouTube, you wow. know, I was just scrolling through and I'm like, okay. I got to do this. I have to do it. And it was so scary. Like, but you have to press through those fears. Like I was just terrified that whole weekend. Like I felt really tiny, you know, like I didn't deserve to be there with those women. And yet he was saying, will you step into this? Will you press through your fear and just really seek after what I'm calling you to do? And so it was just, it was an amazing weekend. And I learned incredible things about myself and who I can be and who I'm called to be. And so writing's awesome. So you are writing a book? I am writing a book. Okay. It's amazing. It's awesome. really just about my journey. It's a yeah. like about prophetic dreams. The Lord has taught me um, when we moved here. I, I grew up like word and faith. My dad was a Rama pastor. And so like I knew that stuff and I have faith like nailed, like it is my solid foundation, you know, like I've yeah. got that. But this um, signs, wonders, miracles stuff is new to me. The supernatural yeah. is really new to me. And it was really scary because I'm like way type A personality and I like to know what's coming. And and it's the Lord's had to shatter those mindsets that I had through dreams wow. because my subconscious is like the only thing, you know, like yeah. he can talk to me there when my brain is shut down and he can speak to me and show me just incredible things. And so my book is about my dreams and how he has taught me to just dive in deep into the supernatural That's and awesome. to not be scared about what is unknown, but that if it's, if he's in it, it's going to be incredible. And wow. so I've taken lots and lots and lots of very scary steps over the last couple of years that, you know, you're saying you've grown a lot. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. because of that. And he always encourages me with a dream. If I can't get there on my own, you know, in my own mind, if I can't reach that place, he'll always give me a dream, encouraging me and showing me, I got your back. Like I will be there. You're going to be fine. And so that's most of the dream is about the surrender that I had to go through to get to this place where I could just follow him and not know what's going to happen tomorrow and be okay with that. That's awesome. So what's the process like for the book deal? Like, are you just writing right now? I'm or just, just writing. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I have no, I, you know, I just, I probably should be done, but that's one of those things you've got to schedule in, you yeah. know, in the busyness of life, you've have got to, to be, time for it. Yep, be yeah. really intentional with your time on it. So yeah. I'm always intrigued by that because I'm a writer too, but just the thought, of actually writing a book 
is just not appealing to me at all. Like, don't even know where I would start with writing a book. And right, I I guess I could have a book of writings, but that you know, yeah. And so yeah, that's interesting. No, that's that's really awesome. So there's no there's like no date schedule for you to no. You don't have a deadline. That I you're keep at. telling myself I need to get one, but. Yeah. It's really, that is kind of a overwhelming process. Like you're saying, like to think of a 200 page book is really overwhelming. But what I thought was, you know what? I don't love 200 page books. Like they're overwhelming to me to even look at. And so if my book's only 80 pages, somebody could sit down in an afternoon and read that if it was, which it is awesome. So it's, you know, it's engaging. It's just my dreams. Like Dreams yeah. are so fun sometimes. Awesome. And so I'm like, even if it's 80 pages, that's okay. And that is doable to me. And so it should be done. That's awesome. Thanks yeah, for encouraging cool. me to set a date. Get a deadline. Get a date. If you don't get that date, just don't do the book. <laughs> just kidding. Let's talk about the Revival Center. You guys kind of recently, I don't know if the vision for what you guys are doing has changed or just the title, just the name of the church, but you kind of recently made that change, I guess, from being a church to being something different. You know, you call yourself the Gathering Revival Center. Um, what was the reasoning behind that? And maybe how has that vision shifted for what you guys are trying to do here in Winfield, Kansas? I think when we first started, we weren't really sure what we were doing or what the Lord was calling this place to be other than supernatural like we knew that from the get-go that it was going to be different than everywhere else and so we started out with um a lot of people's visions yeah and it kind of went every which way because everybody had a different idea of what it was going to be there wasn't um a foundation of that from the very beginning and so I would say now that's what's kind of taking place is we're saying, okay, look, this is actually the vision. This is the vision that God's given us. And he's put us in charge of stewarding that vision. It's not our vision. Like we didn't even want to do this, you know, like the Lord has put it on our heart and we're being obedient to it. Um, And so it's become a part of who we are. And we've had to, I believe that the name changed from just the gathering, which people didn't even know what it was. Like, we don't have a lot of people here in this city that come. We have people from all over the region that come. And I think with the name change, people get it. They know, oh my God, you know, oh my goodness, like this is a revival hub. This is what's going on in this place. It's not just like some gathering you know they just didn't so what is it. that what does that mean to you like the, the idea of it being a revival center or revival hub what what would differ differentiate that from a different church gathering it, um, lots in, of in your opinion yeah. lots of things um we meet on saturday nights which is just different yeah you know um i believe that we don't have um we don't have the same structure. Like it's not set up the way a church typically is. It's, and some of that's just because we live here, but, um, it is a place where people can come in. They can be immersed in the presence of the Lord and they can, their hearts, their spirits can truly just be revived. Like that passion and that desire that they, a lot of people have had it in the past, but it's faded. You know, our, our, uh, that fire will fade out if it's not continually flamed. And so this is a place where we believe people can come in and they can have, you know, just be engulfed in the flame and they can be in his presence and they can just, we can fan each other and we can just build each other up and, And go out on fire, like literally on fire into our region, wherever that is, whatever city people are coming from. And they just come and get filled up and get sent back out. That's our that's our role is not to gather in a building like it's not about a building. We are the church. Each individual is the church. And so we need to be on fire, lit on fire. And we need to let a really bright fire shine, not a little tiny light, but a bright fire like just burn yeah. through our cities. And so that's our vision. Cause one thing you guys do a lot of is you'll bring in, um, Charlie Champ or Alex Parkinson or, um, Monday and Jennifer Martin, mm-hmm. and you'll have these kind of glory filled weekends. Um, what in your mind, what's the purpose for that of bringing people in for a weekend? You probably done it seven or eight times, maybe a year or more than that. Yeah. About that. 
um, in a small town like this, because like you said, you're getting people from most, the majority of folks that come do not live in Winfield. Right. Correct? That's correct. And so uh, from, from your, from your point of view, what's the, what's the reasoning for bringing people in from really all across the country to a small town like this? I think we, maybe that's more of a question for Aaron because I know he kind of is the one that does that, but. I believe that we want people from this town here, you know, like that's our goal. We're wanting our city, like we're wanting to take over our city. And yet there's something that's, you know, we're still working through that. Like what's stopping Winfield from coming in? Um, But there are hungry people. I love that there's hungry people all across this region. And I believe that that has a lot to do with, you know, who Aaron is. I think he has a regional, um, influence with his gifting. And so I think that the Lord's maybe just showing us the extensions of the region. Maybe right now, I'm not sure what he's teaching us through this, but I know that, I know that it's coming here in the city, but, um, that's more of an equipping time. I think bring people in, get them ready to go back out and do the works that the Lord has called us to, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, you know, to cleanse the lepers, to do that, to give them the fire and the the passion to come in, get filled up and then get back to your cities and take it over. And so that's what the weekends, these revival weekends are, are for us. And we're right in the middle of it right now with Jesse Shamp. So that's exciting. Well, and I've, I've actually heard a lot of criticism because I'm the same way. I like to bring people in, Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've received criticism for that. Like, you know, we don't need to have outsiders come in to teach, but the bottom line is I want to bring people in that are doing the stuff, right. you know, people that are experiencing the glory, people that are experiencing mm-hmm. the signs and the wonders. That's what the kingdom's all about, you know, it's is. like sharing that and people that are doing this like Jesse Champ and Charlie Champ and those guys, that's their heart too, is to go into other regions and actually teach this stuff. So it's been a blessing. We've come to probably four or five of them now and um had the opportunity to help provide a, a worship team for this one i know you guys uh bob brown normally is your guys's worship leader and they couldn't be here this weekend and i know colton colton may um i brought him in and he put a team together for the worship and it's been a blessing it's been yes. it's been cool to watch these young guys kind of get after it and um yeah it's been fun it's part been a fun of weekend. Part of what, when you were saying that, brought to my mind, um, just the impartation. These men and women of God that we bring in have been around the nations. They've experienced things that we haven't yet experienced, and we're hungry. Aaron and I are hungry for what they have. And so as we pull on a man or a woman of God and we honor their gift, that's coming. We're being able to take that on. And they always seem to do an impartation service last night. Jesse did with us and and to just give the things that they have. They've met people we haven't met. They have um, they've been imparted by great men and women of the faith in the past, you know, like Mm -hmm. even from past generations, like they have gotten that passed down. And so what they're doing is they're coming in equipping us. Then we're being equipped so that we can go out and equip more people. Like that's the gospel. Yeah. And so that's what this weekend, a lot of it is we're learning and we're getting to, and since they've been coming in, like we're walking in this stuff, like things we, had never even heard of three years ago. Like we're walking in these incredible things and seeing it in our weekly services where it's just Aaron and I and our team here, like our revival team here, like we're seeing signs and wonders and miracles, even without guest speakers in. And so they have truly imparted to us this gift and we're being able to spread it in this city. That's so so good. That's so good. We're about wrapped up. Is there anything on your heart that maybe you walked into here thinking I was going to bring up or talk about anything on your heart that you'd like to share? I really thought we were going to tease each other more. I mean, this is, <laughs> there's plenty of time for that when this That's is, true. when the recording's off. I'm That's all, true. I'm, maybe I'm a new man. Maybe you maybe, are. Maybe you've got mature. Your wife's cheering think, behind you. <laughs> I think my wife really likes it when I come because the sarcasm level does drop. Because Beth, like I said, you just don't put up with me. I love that. Some people I just have that relationship it's with. It's so I lo- fun. I need it. My husband will say, how can you speak to certain people like that? And I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea. It just comes out. And I just like, 
It's fun. My wife loves it when we come here. She's like, she seriously grins the whole three and a half it. hour trip ready for my mood to, to swing and my attitude to change. So That's awesome. It's so good. I love you guys. No, we love you too. And you guys have been a, a major influence on us and just watching your guys' faith journey has been awesome. And we're, we're happy to not just have been a part of it, but to still be a part of it. And yes. I think, I think the future too. Oh I, yeah. I think we're connected for sure. And um, we didn't even talk about New York, which is cool, but um, I've talked about it on here before. So, um, no, I usually have my guests pray us out. Okay. Are you cool with that? Sure. Okay. You're talking to the whole, this is five different countries have wow. tuned into this thing. So you're, this is an international platform right now Wow. for you to pray to the nations. Now I'm nervous. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, father, we just thank you. We just honor you. We thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that you have just given us so much. You've just poured out so many blessings on us, Lord. And I just thank you that each person listening is just blessed beyond measure, that you just anoint them for the work of the ministry, Lord. Every one of us is called. We're called and we're chosen. There's such a big harvest field out there and the workers are so few, Lord. But I just pray that those listening will say yes. We need you to say yes. Lord, I just ask, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just burn in their hearts right now that they will say yes Mm. and that they will come and they will work alongside of us, Lord. There's such a great and mighty harvest to come right now. We're right in the middle of it. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for bringing in, bringing in the harvesters. Will you say yes? Mm. Will you say yes? The Lord's calling you. Will you say yes? Oh, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you. We just I just ask for a blessing over the Eubanks family. They've just been such a treasure to us. I'm just so proud of their steps of faith. And we're just so honored that they're here with us and running with us and being part of our tribe. We just love them. Mm. So thank you for blessing them and this podcast. We love you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed in the glory, girl. Woo! This is good. <laughs> Thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, Beth, how can, if people want to give to the Gathering Revival Center, how can they do so? That is a great question. It is. And it's important to know if they want to give. It is. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, okay. Gathering Revival Center, and there is an option on there to give. Okay. And you can also follow Aaron Packard and myself, Beth Packard. We have our own accounts there too. So awesome. we do really fun stuff on our personal yes. personal pages too. So yeah. you can follow us there. We'd awesome. love to hear from you guys. Check it out. The Gathering Revival Center on Facebook. Share these episodes. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Share them with your friends. Until next time, be blessed. <laughs> <laughs>